those in the auditorium, those that are online. This morning's lesson is entitled, The Faith of Noah. I want to begin reading a few things about Noah to refresh our memories about him, and then we're going to get into the faith of Noah. In Genesis chapter 5, verse 28, Genesis chapter 5, verse 28, Lamech lived 182 years and had a son, and he named his name Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toll of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. After he begot Noah, Lamech lived 595 years, and he had sons and daughters. So the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. 777 years, and he died. Noah's daddy. And then Noah was 500 years old when he begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I read all that just to remind us that these people that were patriarchs, the first of the Bible, all lived to be hundreds of years old. Now, facts of Noah. He was the son of Lamech, and he was the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. He built an ark thus becoming God's tool to save mankind from destruction by the flood. And all this can be found in Genesis chapter 5, verses 29, and then through chapter 9, verses 29 again. Noah was only nine generations removed from Adam. And we're not talking about Adam Brown. We're talking about Adam and Eve here. Nine generations. This is fifth chapter of Genesis. This is before everything. This is at the very beginning of mankind. Lamech's dead. There's a note of interest. I run across this. Lamech's, Noah's dead, was 56 years old when Adam died. Curiosity tends in my head to think, I wonder if Noah ever met Adam. The Bible doesn't tell us, but there's 56 years in there that he might could have. Interesting. Uh, Noah lived in a time that mankind was very violent and very corrupt. This didn't keep Noah from having faith in his God. He was considered one of the only men, or the only man, that walked with God. He walked with God. Genesis 6, verse 9. And God saw the wickedness of this world, Genesis 6, verse 5. God told Noah his plan of destroying the world by flood. God told Noah how to build the ark. Noah's faith and obedience led him to do all God commanded, Genesis 6, verse 22. Every commandment that says in verse 22, every commandment that Noah was given, he carried out for God. Wow. Wow. Every commandment he carried out for God. Noah was steadfast and confident in the Word of God. Noah, and let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 for just a second. I want to read that for you, to you. 
2 Peter 2, verse 5. And did not spare the ancient, talking about God, did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight souls, or eight people. And it says a preacher of righteousness. Noah preached righteousness. Noah preached how to be right with God. Bringing in the flood on the world of an ungodly people. That's Peter talking to about to the New Testament. And he's just talking to Christians at that time about Noah. And about how Noah was a righteous preacher. The people continued in their evil ways until the flood came. And when the ark was ready... When the ark was ready, okay, now we know that Noah's son, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, was born when Noah was 500 years old. The Bible just, we just read that, 500 years old. Okay, the Bible also tells us that when the flood actually started, I thought that was kind of neat while ago, the lightning and the rain coming down. I thought that was kind of, I thought God was maybe answering a prayer for me, you know, whatever. But anyway, when they saw started, Noah was 600 years old. Now, when the ark was ready, that's all the animals, two by two, went in the ark, and those that were seven pairs of clean animals. And Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their three wives. There's eight, and their, yeah, their three wives. There's eight souls. Scriptures told us there's eight souls that were saved at that time. We'll talk about that some more later too. And as they were there, the flood came. In chapter 7, verse 16, cutting off all mankind. God shut the door of the ark. All these animals all and all the things that were going on, all the feed, all the water, everything that needed to last the days of the ark and the, when the was doing all that raining and the flood. All that stuff was in the ark. And when everybody got in the ark, God shut the door. God shut the door. It was too late for everybody else. Noah had preached to them for for a hundred years. The only converts that Noah ever had was his family. That was the only people that believed in God and believed what Noah was saying. Noah preached to him about the mercies of God, the, the, the doom that was to come, that he would that God wanted them to be in the ark with him. And for third you know, they, they can you picture being out there working on an ark for a hundred years? The big old mallets probably about that I mean, I'm I don't know the mallets I've ever seen are about that big and about that long handle on them. Wham, driving those pegs in, laying them boards and stacking it up. Told him so many, how many high to go, how wide to go, how long to go. There's three levels in the ark. They build all that. And while they were building this ark, what were the people in the world doing? Wow. Yeah. They were laughing. What in the world are you doing? Are you crazy, man? What are you doing? What is a flood? What are you doing? So Noah preaches to them. He teaches them, tries to teach them of the coming doom, that the flood's going to come, that he believes in God, and God, they've lost their belief in God. 
This is only five or six chapters out of Genesis. I mean, in the first chapter, God created. I mean, we are prone to go bad, but this was terrible. I mean, we hadn't even been on this earth. Mankind hadn't been on this earth for just a little while, and we're already messing up big time. Already messing up big time. When the flood was over, Noah was grateful to God for saving himself, his wife, his three sons, and their three wives. And he went out and built an altar to God, made sacrifices on it. In Genesis 8, verse 20, God was pleased. In the next verse, he made the sacrifice. And in the next verse, chapter 8, verse 21, it says God was pleased with Noah. God was pleased with Noah. wonder how lonesome that would be. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Those eight people right there are on the ark. All the rest of us are drowned. All the rest of us are dead. God promised never to destroy the world again. Genesis 9 by water. Genesis 9, 13, 15. And God made a covenant with Noah and mankind establishing, what do we see in the sky? Rainbow. That is a covenant God made with Noah in the very beginning of this world when he had destroyed all the people, all the creatures, the insects, the animals, all of it was gone except what was in the boat. He made this covenant with Noah and all of mankind. You ever been out watering the garden, watering the grass, and, and you look, hold water, and there's a little rainbow in the water? You ever looked up in the sky after it's rained and seen a great big rainbow and it goes from here to here? Sometimes it goes all the way across. Have you ever seen two of them stacked one on top of the other? I have. One down here and one up there. If you don't believe in God, believe in this. That rainbow comes every time. Every time. And that is a covenant. That is a promise from God Almighty. From our Lord and Savior. I know well, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and God. That represents a covenant, a promise with us today that he'll never destroy the world with water again. Noah was 600 years old when the flood came. After the flood, he lived lived 350 more years. That'd make him what? Noah lived to be 950 years old. I don't think I could stand it. Nine hundred and fifty years old. Mm. Now let's talk about Noah's faith. Look over at Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one. The writer of Hebrews defines faith, defines faith, the definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
and the evidence of things unseen. Noah's faith. Well, you can turn right back over in the seventh chapter, the seventh verse of chapter eleven, and Noah is mentioned. This this is a heroes of faith are mentioned in the eleventh chapter of Hebrews. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of the things yet yet not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared the ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of the righteousness which was according to faith. Noah had faith. Did Noah believe what God told him? He did. Noah had faith in his belief of what God told him. And as he told him about the flood, he believed it. Even though he didn't have, do you have any proof of it? I guess this would be a blind belief, wouldn't it? What was the definition just a minute ago? You see, he believed God. He believed God would do what God said. Noah's obedience to God, doing what God told him. Catch this now. He didn't ask any questions. Y'all. He didn't ask questions. He did exactly what God told him to do. He didn't ask questions. He did what God told him to do. Is that not faith? Believing in God that much? Faith that the flood would come. It took a hundred years. Over a hundred years. This faith that he had was strong enough to last a hundred years. We tell you, we don't even see Noah till he's 500 years old. So I imagine the other 500 years he built his faith up. And this faith that he had was such a great faith that when God spoke, he believed every word that God said. Every word God said, he believed. Noah's obedience to God, doing what God told him. No questions asked, just obedience. Faith in the flood, the flood would come. All the years of building the ark. Now let's break that down. All the years of building the ark. They're out there working in day after day. Week after week, month after month, and if I know my Bible, it causes a score, 20 years, score after score. Five times 20 is 100. Five times, six times 20 is 120. All those years, all that mocking, all that making fun of, you know, I couldn't help but think about Barney Fife. Remember when Barney Fife said, He's just a nut. Y'all remember that? Those people were saying that about Noah. He's just a nut. He's crazy. Very strong faith. And Noah simply responded to God's commandment with a willing heart and a pair of willing hands. He didn't make it hard. He didn't make it hard on his family. He didn't make. It. He just did what God asked him to do. Just simply did what God asked him to do. Do with his heart. His heart. 
and with a couple of pairs of hands. I mean, he had to use his hands to build the ark, didn't he? Yeah. Simply responded to God's commandments. Noah's ability to share his strong faith with his family. How hard would it be to keep your family united for a hundred years? United to work every day that they worked. They kept the Sabbath, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm getting out of line there. I may be ahead of myself. But every day that they worked, he shared his faith in God by his example. His example. The example he set for his whole family. The example he prayed to God, he served God, he did what God commanded him to do. This is an example. Can we be examples of our faith to the world out there? We can. Follow Noah. He kept his family together through these mocking of the people, of them. Noah's steadfastness, his faith over many, many years. Define steadfastness. Anybody want to jump on that one real quick? What does steadfastness mean? The ability to what? The ability to, pardon? To stick with it, to hang in there. You know, I always think about hanging in there. Y'all ever seen that picture of the cat on the wall, on the fence? He's barely got his paws over the top, and he's got his head up, and he's hanging in there. He barely can't hang in there, but he's hanging in there. That's how, how our faith is sometimes. We're just barely hanging on. As Brother Blake told us a while ago, you know, things happen in life. Things happen to knock us down. Things happen that we just can't understand. Why, God? Why did you do this? If we live long enough, we might figure out why He did that. Experiences in life, we can use these experiences to help others. We can use our experiences in life that we can help other people when they have that same experience. We're to share, we're to love each other, we're to be we're to be steadfast, sticking together, staying together. Noah's faith over the many, many years was rewarded by God and God's salvation of them. Are we going to be rewarded? Are we as Christians today, are we going to be rewarded? Yes. When we're steadfast, when we stay in tune, in line with God. It doesn't mean we don't get bad times. It doesn't mean that things come along that hurt, that hurt your heart, make you feel terrible. But these things that come along, we can grow from them or we can... Do like Blake was saying, we can push God away. You know, you got two choices when bad things happen to us. We can either come closer to God and get God to help us with it and help us get over it and be more steadfast, or we can just push God away. You know, you see those pictures, talking about pictures again, of this hand sticking down out of the heavens. This hand sticking down out of the heavens. Here's a cloud, here's this hand. What does that mean? That means God wants to hold your hand. It's always there. No matter what's going on in your life, it's always there. But what do we got to do? 
No, what do we got to do? We got to reach up. We got to reach up and hold on. Being steadfast, being faithful like Noah was. See, these old examples in the Old Testament were given to us as examples to where we can learn. Where we can learn how to be the man that Noah was. Where we can learn how to be the, the lady that Sarah was. You know, there's stories of Bible stories in the Old Testament that are really unique. We can learn how to have a better character. We can learn how to be, you know, Noah had a lot of the characteristics that Jesus Christ had. Or should I said that the other way around? Yeah. Jesus was steadfast. Jesus was committed. Jesus was loyal. Noah had all those things. But Jesus didn't sin. Noah sinned. Every character in the Bible that I know of, the Bible presents the character strong points and will tell you their weak points. And the reason God does that, I think, the reason He does that is to make them more realistic. They're just human beings. Look at Peter. Peter was a great man, a great... And he denied Jesus three times. Who would have thought Peter would have done that? In the case of Paul, Paul was out persecuting Christians. He had gotten a written order from the priest to go out and kill Christians. To go out and make them suffer. To torture them. To feed them to lions. To do all this thing. How would you like to stand in line to be fed to a lion? Those Christians had faith. The kind of faith that Noah had. And God rewarded them. A true commitment. I'd say Noah had a true commitment. A hundred years, wouldn't that be committed a pretty good while to build something? You ever started work on something? I know I know. the last time I helped build a house, it took almost a year. I thought we never was going to get through that house. One, one little year. 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 One year. It took us to build that house. And during that year, I worked a good year and I worked on the house. I worked a good year and it was hard. But the reward was that I had the house built. But I had to be steadfast and work to get it done. Many of you have done things in your lives that you just—you know—you're proud of them that you've done it. You—you accomplished these things. But these things on this earth, they're not—they're uh, not going to go with us, right? They're not. This stuff's not going with us. We're going to go up to heaven. We're going to meet God in the air, and all this stuff down here is going to be burned up. So all this stuff down here doesn't really mean a whole lot. It's good to accomplish things. God wants us to be accomplished. wants us to work and to have things and to be the kind of people we should be. He finished the ark. He did his best for God, the Almighty God. Are we doing our best? Could we do better? Yes. Can I do better? Yes. God loves us. You know how you, you know how you loved your kids when they were there, when they were at the house. Most of us are a little bit older than that now, but you remember how your kids was when you was at the house. You know, as long as they were trying, as long as they were doing, 
As long as they were getting an effort, when they did something bad, it wasn't quite as bad. It's when they were doing bad, knowing they were doing bad, and then they did bad. Did I say that right? But we still loved them. We still took care of them. We still did what we were supposed to. God is a loving Father. What about your grandkids? You know, anybody want to tell me? Anyone want to show me grandkids' pictures? I got them right here. Your grandkids, you love them. Just think how much you love them. How much you'd be willing to do for them, do for your kids, for your grandkids. You know, and the Bible tells us that God is love. No one knew this. He knew God would take care of him. He knew that God would deliver him from this flood. How is our faith? How do we look at faith? Do we, do we have the faith of Noah? I don't. I'd love to. I'd love to have his faith. I'm working toward it. I'm down here. I'm the little bitty guy down here, and God's up here. I'm working toward it. I want to be what God wants me to be. We all want to be what God wants us to be, or we wouldn't even be here. Amen? I'm getting this, but I'm not getting amen. Amen? There you go. Now, you see, you know, this is... this is The characteristics of Noah are so bountiful. I wonder what his worship to God was like after the flood. You know he had a he had an altar. You know he worshipped God after after the flood with an altar. Wonder what the kids would think. Wonder what the grandkids would think after they said, you know, there's one thing that was said that Blake said last week that I run across in my lesson too. God told Noah to be fruitful and multiply. I think that was in Genesis nine verse one. And God told Adam in Genesis one verse twenty eight or twenty nine. Be fruitful and multiply. Same thing. Exact same thing. All of us, if we could, we could trace our ancestry back to Noah's three sons. And back to Noah. Noah was nine generations from Adam. Be fruitful and multiply. I think we've carried that out. <laughs> I think there's enough human beings to have carried that out here on this earth today. We were very fruitful and we multiplied. And Noah later did some things he probably shouldn't have done, but he's human. And they gave all this stuff God did in the scriptures to show Noah as a great man. But after the flood, things happened. He wasn't quite as great. I'm used to having discussion. I'm not getting any discussion today. Anyway, you know, the commitment, the loyalty, all these things that I've talked about, he wasn't perfect. He is the second father of mankind.
through the study, there was times I, I, I thought about myself and compared myself to Noah. In doing that, I fell far short. There was times when I looked at building an ark. Does anybody in here ever build an ark? No. They have one, though. Yes, we all need to load up and go see that ark. I've told Norman Flynn told me I need to go see that ark. So if he told me, I'll tell y'all. Y'all need to go see the ark. It's amazing. You know, I read also that the ark itself was so, I think, buoyant is the word for it, that it was perfect, that even the big battleships today and the aircraft carriers and all that stuff have the same buoyancy that worked out mathematically as Noah did in the ark. Yeah. You know, our God, our God is amazing. Many, many things that He does for us every day and many, many things that we can see that He does. Not just the rainbow. He's made a covenant with us. Other covenants with us. Jesus Christ. We follow after Jesus Christ. We can be saved just like Noah and his family were saved. If we try to follow after Jesus Christ, does that mean that we're going to be perfect? Noah wasn't perfect. Adam wasn't perfect. Abraham wasn't perfect. Isaac wasn't perfect. Look at Abraham and Isaac. Abraham what? What was Abraham's faith? God said, take your boy up there on this mountain and sacrifice him like you do an animal. God, why would you want to do something like that? But he didn't. He took Isaac up there. And Isaac had the faith to be that God would handle his no he had his faith in his dead and his faith in God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I, I finished my lesson. The faith that Noah had and all the things we've talked about, if we could strive toward that, strive to be like Noah, strive to obey God and all His commandments and do the best we can, we're not going to be perfect. We're always going to have sin. God gives us a way out of this sin. What is it called? It's called repentance. You can pray to God as a Christian and pray to God and ask the forgiveness of his sins. And like the eight people that were saved on Noah's boat, we can be saved also. And we can go to heaven too. I'm going to quit. That's the lesson. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for listening. And uh, somebody else will be doing it next week.